turn all of our mics off. Welcome to the Talk and Shed podcast with your host, Adam Finnick, where we talk all things farm equipment. Tune in as we interview farmers, industry leaders, and talk about our own dealership story. Follow along as we talk about topics like cover crops, nutrient placement, and things that make your farm and every farm across the country different. You're listening to the Talk and Shed podcast, and thank you for tuning in. Well, guys, I'm Adam Fennig. I'm Cody Cisco. I'm Lee Kilpatrick. Lee, how are you today? I'm well. How about you? Good. Good. We're here at the third day of the Louisville Farm Show, and we're sitting in the Salford booth. Um, You know, for the listeners who don't know, um, why don't we just jump in and and tell us about your role at Salford, what you do there. Absolutely. Uh, To my face, they call me the U.S. sales manager. Okay. Uh, Behind my back, I have no idea. Um, (laughs) I've been really blessed in my lifetime to continue to be engaged in the farm equipment business. Um, I run the U.S. sales force uh, for Southford for all of our brands, Airway, BBI, and and Tillage. Um, I'm blessed to have a solid group of full-grown men, really good people that work for me. It's a a really good company to to work for, uh, and it's been amazing to to watch it from a, a small business that I became a part of 20 years ago to now. Uh, it's been an amazing, uh, amazing ride, and it's nothing but just a, an absolute blessing. You touched on it there. When did your tenure with Salford or one of the affiliate companies start? Okay, um, a little, a little over 20 years ago, a gentleman by the name of Richard Hagler uh, had bought a company called Barron and Brothers. It was a spreader manufacturer in uh, in Gainesville, Georgia, and he was looking for a salesman. Uh, I had known Richard previously because I worked for Motorola for a few years and I sold him a radio system for a wheel manufacturing facility. So he had actually had experience with how I sold and how I comported myself and how I handled problems. Anytime you engage in electronics, you're going to have issues. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's what not uh, if, it's when. So he hired me uh, and I was the first salesman and big old world and I decided that what I would do is build a territory and hire a guy and then build a territory geographically so I moved around this country and uh, ended up with six really good territories uh, profitable good business and Adam one of the one of the things that I was thinking about when I was thinking about this conversation that's really important for me to to share is the myth of the self-made man is a myth. Yeah. For me it is. Yeah. Without guys like Richard Hagler, you know, who who let me fail, who believed in me, yeah. uh, who, who paid me whether I succeeded or failed and yep. encouraged me. Uh, that that's how I got where where I am. Okay. Not really of course my own effort. I mean you got Right. But I had the blessing of some amazing mentors yeah. to get me where I am. Uh, fast forward, we built a good business that uh, Obviously, somebody was interested in. Yep. Uh, and Salford acquired the company and okay. allowed me to stay and uh, and work for them as a sales manager. It's been a, a, a wonderful transition. It was it was good then and it's good now. Right. Uh, what's different now is I have 
resources and people that I never had in, in a smaller company. Yeah. So that's, that's a little bit of my story, Adam. Yeah, so you started with BBI Spreaders. I did. Basically. And uh, so you, you were in charge of kind of building that company and, and selling the spreaders specifically. And, and today, um, you're kind of doing the same thing, just with more products and more people. I do. In a way. Know, I do. And, you know, and they let me dabble in the product management side of it a little bit. Uh, and that, that's, that's fun. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just interesting to... I've never... I've always had a plan and I've always had a direction. But it's kind of like uh, being in a river, uh, this this ripping. You just got to relax. Yeah. It's gonna take you where it's gonna take you. Right. And you try to swim a little bit, but mostly if you just chill out and let it ride. Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of like where I am in life now. Is enjoy enjoying the journey, learning to still learning to enjoy the journey. Right. Right. Um, what's your opinion of uh, of the farm show so far this week? Uh, that's an interesting question because it's you know having missed a year at Louisville I think I think it's been a really good show I think it's been one of the best shows that that I've been to in a long time if you if you wind the clock back 10 years uh, this this show was like the hardest week of, of my life uh, people stacked 10 deep in the booth you couldn't eat you couldn't it, it was amazing what it was it's not like that right. and I don't know that it'll ever be like that again Adam but I've seen a pretty good resurgence of, of people here. Uh, obviously, a good enough set of customers, good opportunity. So, you know, it's a for for us, it's a hard week, man. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a, it's a lot of work, uh, but it's been fun, and I think we've had quality customers Absolutely. through here. How about you and and your boot? I feel like it's been good. You know, we're fortunate at where we're at today that we've got product to sell for the most part. And, uh, you know, you keep coming to a show like this and you, you uh, meet people, new people, right. but then the ones that you met five years ago, you run into them again. And, yep. and you just have those relationships with people that you know you're going to meet them one time a year. It's going to be in a place where neither one of you live and you're going to talk for maybe <laughs> 10 minutes. And yep. that's your relationship and that satisfies everyone's needs. You're great friends. You would do anything for them and they do the same thing for you, but you see them, you know, once a year for 10 minutes. And that's that's the farmer vendor relationship today. Well, there's no doubt watching you. I, I love the media that you're doing and I love this medium. I, I love podcasts. I love conversation. It's what I listen to 12 hour trip, listen to podcasts the whole, the whole way. And you've obviously worked hard uh, and relationships are important to you. Right. And the media that you put out, Adam, is phenomenal and I would encourage you you know you're a leader viewed as a leader uh, and your family and your company is very unique and and your leader so I would encourage you to continue you know to develop those skills and and that media uh, people a lot of people around this country know you and, and look to the expertise that you guys have developed so it's so kudos to you on that well, we enjoy it. I, I enjoy mm -hmm. thoroughly. Like, what we're doing right now is not work. This is play. Right. You know, I, this is fun. And But the thing is, no one is born with any type of knowledge. It comes mm. from somewhere. And for me, I'm blessed with being able to talk with farmers daily yeah. from around the country. And they're the ones that we get the ideas from. Yeah, they'll tell you. If you listen, they'll tell you what, what you need to do. They'll tell you everything. <laughs> and, and that's where the ideas come from. I, I had a guy... You know, I had a guy a month ago say, you know, why don't you guys 
deal with authentic equipment cover crop crimpers. You know, you have the seeders. Why don't you have products to kill it? And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. And dad was kind of already on top of it. But if you go down to our booth, sure enough, we've got a McFarland 15 foot crimper. You know, a lot of the ideas just come from farmer feedback. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm sure that Salford, a lot of their product innovations have came from listening to 100%. the farmer. 100%. Yeah. 100%, man. And yeah. that's interesting. I had a guy uh, walking here looking for a cover crop crimper yesterday, and I've had that question very much. But yeah. Absolutely, Adam. Our, the, the innovations are taking the... I like, I like for guys to tell me what they want to do, yeah. what they want to accomplish. You know, we're tool designers, you know, and we're tool builders. Uh, tell me what you want to accomplish, and we can probably figure out how to do it. Yeah. You know, and then you got to, I was sharing, talking to my guys this morning about, you know, you can't just do everything you want to do. You can't just, you have to let the process work, and we all have bias. Mm-hmm. and. You may think that we need to build this, and I can sell 15 of them. So it's, it's got to be scalable, you know, product management. And uh, Jeff Gray said something to me, of course, growing up in the South, you know, he, he gave me a hockey analogy. He said, Lee, we've got to skate where the puck is going. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't go to where we think it might be going or where we hope we have to, we have to learn to skate. That's a little bit of a, you know, just putting into words what you already know intuitively you know, something to think about. So we have to continue to try to go where the puck is going to be. Right. In a lot of different directions. Um, you're not always right. Uh, reserve the right to, to make a misstep, but on balance, you, you really, if you listen, Adam, to your point uh, that I've made a 40-pound answer out of, uh, if you listen, they'll tell you right what, what you need to know. Right. So you alluded to it, you know, you're from the South. Let's dig more into Lee himself. Um, Where exactly are you from? I grew up in Morrow, Georgia, which is a suburb on the South side of Atlanta. Clearly, you know, blue collar, uh, lots of folks, you know, worked at the airport. Um, My my peers, mothers and fathers were, you know, mostly blue collar, but a really good, it was a good place to grow up. Uh, Solid middle-class values. my dad was a real interesting guy. Uh, he, he was a, a lawyer and a banker, but he had a love for, for, for farming. For example, he owned the, the lar- at one time, he owned the largest grape vineyard east of the Mississippi River. Really? Yeah, and, and you know, so we got our work. We okay. got our work in. You know, I remember one year the, the, the husband of the farm had quit, and we, had, we spent like a month running grapes to the farmer's market in Atlanta and back, you know. He was a, a beekeeper. He, he was a guy that was fascinated with uh, with all of those things. Um, so he kept us plugged into to the outdoors. I have a younger sister and an older brother. I have two children, two two daughters. They are in their twenties. They live together with a German Shepherd in Columbia, South Carolina. Yep. Uh, they're they're working their first real jobs at this point, and okay. and they're learning all the neat lessons of budget and taxation they're getting those paychecks and calling me and going dad you know how much money they took out of my check yeah baby i do <laughs> yeah <laughs> i do know yeah uh, so that that's fascinating i've been married to the same gal for a little over 30 years uh, nice. we met on a blind date to uh, university of georgia football game really yes uh, 
Georgia played uh, LSU, and the score was 35 to seven. So I remember every detail about yeah. that day. Obviously, uh, my sister set us up. Okay. Um, she was a Delta Airlines flight attendant uh, for 20 plus years. So one of the just a sidebar, and one of the coolest things that it was it was hard then, but I look back on it now, and I she was gone three days out of every week. So I had two little girls that yeah. had to eat my cooking and deal with me and but we just forged this amazing relationship yeah. that you know that I don't think there's any I wouldn't trade anything yeah. for that at this point you yeah. know and I was trying to make a living and you know you know bale hay and it would always be beautiful the three days she was gone and rain when she came back home you yeah. know and you're trying to to make ends meet so um well, it, it's the struggle that gets us to where we are today. Absolutely, And that allows man. us to look back and say how beautiful that was. Absolutely, man. It was cold then, but it got mashed into a diamond exactly. over time. Yeah, that's uh, a good way to put it. Yeah, so um, I have a, a BBA uh, in finance from what was West Georgia College. Uh, took me a good solid five years to crank that one out with yeah. a, my solid C average throughout my educational <laughs> career. I was no, no rocket scientist. Uh, yeah. And, you know, like I say, I've just been truly blessed to, in a lot of cases, be in the right place at the right time with the right people, you yeah. know, that, that helped me to, um, I, I'll tell you a quick dumb story, but I, I like it. Uh, I was working for Richard Hagler and my, my girls were little, I worked for him a couple of years and I always dreamed about owning a, and rebuilding a big sport fish boat. So I'm sitting in my office looking at Bertrand 38s and old junky boats. And Ken said, what are you doing, man? I said, I'll buy me a boat. I'm going to take it up to the farm. I'm going to rebuild it. He said, have you thought about college? <laughs> and I thought, what are you talking about, man? He said, do you have any idea what it's going to cost you to send your daughters to college? I said, no, don't worry about that then. Right. Said, no, you need to do a little research. <laughs> so I went home. I did a little research. And, you know, it was like, oh, my God. There is no then. We've got to start now. We're late. <laughs> right. You know? So he, he just helped guide me through all kind of, you know, he put me in a position to pay cash for my kid's education. Yep. And I wasn't even thinking about that, Adam. Right. Cody, that was not, right. that was the first, I was buying a boat. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> he saved me. <laughs> yeah. He saved me from myself on a regular, regular yeah. basis, you know. Everyone needs someone who scoops them back in because uh, you can have hopes and dreams and look far out, but man, it's, uh, yeah, you always gotta be doing that. Are you finding yourself at the point where you're starting to be able to do that for other people? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, That's you know, the fun, right? Right, you know, Cody, I try to steer him the right way. That's yeah, a, that's that's a struggle, yeah. it's a struggle. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, you know I, I can tell him, you know, I coming here to Louisville, I said, you need to do this, you yeah. can't do this, but be sure you do this, you know? <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, I, I do enjoy, you know, we've got an intern now, Adam, mm -hmm. yep. uh, who's helping us. And, you know, at first the, the thought of an intern was kind of scary. It's like, uh, you know, you know, you're guaranteed he's not going to know anything about what right. you're doing. Guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So, um, but man, being able to uh, mold him uh, and see him grow, um, just throwing him tidbits and watching him decipher it his way yeah it's an amazing thing yeah and, and you can tell you can tell already i mean 
he went to Fort Wayne with us. Right. And this is his third farm just, show. He's just retained all of this information. Big old sponge. Just right. try and and he needs to. Right. And it's he's like he's out. like 19 years old. Yeah. And yeah, it, yeah, it's just crazy. amazing to watch it. And yeah. the, kid, the kid's got some future. I'm but, interested in your background a little bit, Cody. What's what's your story, bro? So, well, Adam and I are cousins. So, growing up, Adam was my older brother. So, yeah. we were each other's best mans in our weddings oh, wow. together. Cool. So, yeah. So, I've we've known each other and talk each other's lingo all together all the time. And so, we deer hunt together. We did we did a lot of stuff growing up together. Anyway, um, growing up, uh, I I didn't grow up on a farm. Uh, I grew up in town. But during the summer, I went and lived at his house. Right. And so him and I would run around together. We showed cattle together. We did all kinds of stuff together. Um, you know, uh, growing up, I, I had a lot of things that I wasn't really, uh, I didn't have them quite set in my life. I wasn't in the right state of mind. Well, uh, rolling on to that, I worked in a factory for probably five years. Um, did that for five years. and. Uh, Met a girl, got mm -hmm. married. Uh, what we She's actually way out of his league, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, we actually we we got pregnant beforehand, right. and uh, so you know becoming a dad, really growing up, and then you yeah, know yeah, you uh, had too fast, right? It happened quick. Yeah, it was yeah. quick. My daughter's three years old now, so yeah. it, it's it's crazy. That's beautiful. Yeah, and uh, and then about a year ago, Adam came to me and he's like, "Hey, Dad and I want to hire you." I said what? He goes, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. He goes, Some yeah. Decisions. Uh, uh, we we want to hire you. He's like, the way that you and I can do things together, you know, blah blah blah, it'll be perfect. And uh, sure enough, you know, I've uh, in my first year, I've already sold a couple of tools, you know, just awesome. just a lot of things, just building. And uh, I grew up in a bowling center too, and that was kind of like our background as far as my like. Uh, mm -hmm. So my dad ran the bowling center, and so I kind of knew how to navigate people already. I knew how to talk to them, and uh, it, it was just really interesting for me to how I can apply both things together, and yeah. it, it's it's really neat. Yeah, mm -hmm. life's a, a, like a, a tapestry, and there's so many experiences that I had that you know I was like a, like a kid in school, like what do I got to learn math? Yeah. Well. <laughs> You know, they're they're all the pieces of the puzzle that the skills that you acquire at a bowling center right, have right. incredible relevance, mm -hmm. man. Right. right. You know, and at the time you're just going through the motions sometimes, or at least I was. Yep. But I look back and I realize that's the the path, man. Oh, yeah. That's the the piece of cloth that I needed to finish this quilt or mm -hmm. whatever you want to put it. You know, yep. that experience was mm -hmm. actually huge. Right. Yeah. Right. Vital, important. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And obviously, you know, it's who you, who you are right. today. Mm -hmm. That's a cool story. So one daughter, three years old. Yep. And I got another one on the way. There you so, go. Yep. Yep. Do you do you know if you're going to have a boy or a girl? Or Not yet. Not yet. Are y'all going to find out? Are you going to roll we're, the dice? No, we're going to find out. We're going to find gotta out. Got to paint I'm, that room, man. I'm, 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 <laughs> I couldn't stand it either. <laughs> got to get it ready. So, mm -hmm. yep. So. That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, so it's, it's been good, you know. Again, seeing someone who really, he was fairly familiar with product. Sure. But, shoot. The kid sold a 31 foot 1200 nice. two months ago. Nice. Well, you know, that's important to me, man. That yeah. feeds my family. Right. So I'm totally grateful right. for that. He's yeah. not even been here a year. And now I'll tell you the real truth it was my customer. <laughs> he stole it. <laughs> but, we all need a setup every well, now and then, Adam. You yeah. Know? I'll I, take it. I let it go. But uh, yeah, it, it's been fun. And uh, 
it, that's you know of course we're you know we're growing all the time but um, you know with with the Salford group you know Lee uh, Fenning's been selling it for I don't know nine or ten years yeah. I told this story in a podcast I did one with grandma and grandpa yesterday oh I need to hear that it, I've listened to all of them but that one it's, a, it's a good one but we had a Salford meeting back home uh, it's probably been two or three weeks ago where we got uh, the best of the best customers together Salford customers in our area and and we fed them a prime rib and yeah. we just had a Salford meeting and it was it was awesome. wow yeah it was where I'm getting at with this story is we had the very first Salford customer of Fennig Equipments there at the meeting. And I, I told the story in another podcast, so some people are, have already heard it, but Lee has not. Dad and I were out working on this guy's planter on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> at, at this point, our business was like, we didn't even know really if it was for real. And, and this guy kind of started talking about some tillage tools. This is probably like March or April. And Dad's like, yeah, you know, we got some tools. And started talking by the it was three hours later that guy had purchased that tillage tool it's a salford 20 foot five set no kidding yeah mm -hmm. he still owns it still today owns it with a cover crop cedar and and i told that story at the meeting and he chimed up and said it's the best piece of equipment i've ever bought wow and that was wow, not that's staged. Cool. Yeah. we did not ask no. him to say a word and that he is said cool. that and uh so that that that's awesome mm -hmm. like to know that story to experience sure. that that was sweet for mm -hmm. sure so that that kind of that that's really cool mm -hmm. but uh you know what i was getting at though you know five years ago lee i had i didn't even i had no idea who you were i had right. heard of the bbi brand this is all obviously prior to salford purchasing them but salford was just salford but today salford is not really just salford Oh, it's um, a different company. Yeah. It is. Mm -hmm. You're obviously more familiar with the transition. Salford, in, at the drop of a hat, became application, uh, you know, mm -hmm. multiple different tillage deals. Walk me through what they were thinking uh, and and how it's built Salford to where they are today. Well, that's a, that's a fairly interesting story. You know, they, the, the leadership knew the cyclical nature of farming farm income tillage in particular right. that it had the propensity to get small yeah. at times and right. then get big at times and it and it's really hard to flex up and down and maintain quality yeah when you have to uh, cut your workforce down you're shedding talent yeah and it's not easy to acquire so their vision was to to be the premier uh, company in ground engagement and application, and where those two meet uh, is is kind of an interesting thing. You know, application done with tillage is is a fairly common practice. You know, right? And what you guys have done in the cover crop business brings those two together. So there was some vision for it but I'll tell you Adam that some interesting things about that that I, I got to witness uh, you know when it happened for me I, I in my mind this was either the best thing or the worst thing that ever happened to me right. I had no idea until we go have the experience right they did a Salford did a really good job of bringing those companies together and being patient because there were four different cultures four right. different operating systems four different lifestyles four different cultures yeah 
and they didn't just come in and you know rip the band-aid off install new management new process they, they could have they, they own it you know right. it's their prerogative mm -hmm. right you know and i would always tell my guys that, that don't be confused they can make this very very hard yeah uh but they didn't they they let over time the most interesting thing adam and cody is those cultures have have, have melded real well at yeah. this point and we're for the most part operating as 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 one company but man, that's they've let that be a year's process, you know, not just uh, uh, overnight. So, and I and I know sometimes I think about what it would have been like to be on the Salford side of the fence. I would have probably been a lot more impatient with yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and and they weren't. Uh, uh, Jeff, uh, Dave King, Brad did a great job of, and continue to do a great job of bringing those cultures together and uh, becoming one team and, and I'd say we're we're there yeah uh, but it, that that's the most interesting I guess observation for me of the process and it, it, it helps me to be wise about the speed at which things have to happen even inside my family with my, my daughters and you know that it just takes it takes time to make you know if you if you, if you make a one degree change every day it's 365 degrees by the time the year rolls around, but it took that year to, to get there. So learning to be patient, and I, I think I think they've done a very good job. Again, I know that's a 40-pound answer to a five-pound question, but I kind of like to do that, Adam. I like to yeah. well, hear my own voice. Well, it, it's a big question, you know, because um, when Salford was Salford, uh, it, just the tillage brand, I mean, you know, we were selling the Valmar cover crop seeders, yep. um, you know, and, and when the whole uh acquisition happened for me the salford valmar deal was was a no-brainer obviously we were mounting those things on salfords for for a long time and then i was very unfamiliar with the bbi spreaders and uh i you know today it it's a company that when you talk to people they're fully aware of the quality that they're dealing with with salford yep i mean and that that becomes more and more evident with me every day mm -hmm. um they, they've set a standard now, you know, how Salford has been able to survive being the different tillage tool on independent yes. blades, that's amazing. It, it really is because it's, <clears throat> some people it's still a, a lunar buggy. It's just, right. a, I can't get my brain around it. Right. You know, and I, I appreciate what you said, that, that means a lot to me. Salford tillage is, is one of the best products I've ever had the opportunity to work with there I, I never I, I can't think of a dissatisfied Salford tillage customer yeah. right yeah uh, absolutely. which is I mean that's a crazy thing to say mm -hmm. yeah you know and obviously people will think well that's he's biased well yeah I am biased let's get that out of the way but you know it's amazing. I can't say that about other products. Right. And I mean, for you guys, that was a big change when uh, Salford bought Valmar. Right. You're dealing with both companies. Now you're going to deal with one. What was that like for you guys? Uh, you know, at first, you know, you put up the wall. You're yeah. like, oh man, you know, th yeah. this is bad. This this <laughs> is terrible. You know, they're going to change everything, and you know, they're going to open it up to to more and more dealers, and this this ship right. has sailed. You know, and it was it was kind of disappointment, but that's yeah. the immediate feeling you always get with growth, and mm. and uh, 
but I tell you what, you know, looking back, it's been great. There have been some changes that have been made, but like you said, when you're in the river, you just relax and let it take you. And everyone on the backside had a plan that I couldn't see at the time, but yeah. they had a plan and it was a good one. And, and today there's no way I would, I would want it any other way. Yeah. You know, we, we uh, have worked really hard to own the market in the, yeah, in the yeah. Valmar side. And I think we've got a team put together. We, we don't own the market in any way that I have a magic wand that I wave. Right. We own the market in the fact that Cody and I and Kevin and my dad and the sales team work really hard to become educated. We try to uh, let the customers know uh, how well of a product it is in our support system. Yep, that's huge. On the flip side, we stock uh, more inventory than than uh, we ever yeah. <laughs> we ever should, right? No, yeah. we we've got all kinds of inventory, and that's very important. And and so that's how I feel we we've owned the market there. But um, yeah, it, it was at first an experience that we thought would go south. Yeah. But today, um, you know, have, like you said, it's the same stuff, you just have more resources. Right, right. And I can call in, I can talk to Simon and Peter on on the, uh, if I ever have an issue with the ISO rate controller, I can talk to Paulette, I can talk to anyone and get service. Yeah, and Allie, that's, Allie's in there, I know I've talked to her multiple times. Right. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Justin in there in yeah. parts, you know, it, it's the team behind you. Um, we as Finney equipment, we can only go so far, right? We're, you know, with, without the support. But when you can pick up the phone and the Southward guys, they're going to take you to the next level. Well, I tell you, guys, that that means a lot because that has been an on a huge. So one of the things that's happened at Southward is we went from you know customer service team one to two people to a very large customer mm -hmm. service team and there's a lot of pain that goes along with that and and it hasn't been easy but i'm starting to see it turn the corner yeah you know when when your best customers call you upset you you want to change direction right yeah mm -hmm. and sometimes you should right maybe most of the time you should but when you know you're on a, the hard path and you know where you're going and where you're going will serve them better, yeah. uh, you have to stay on it. And I'm starting to see that come to fruition. Right. You know, that's been a, because all these people got to get up speed on all these products. You know, we want, a, we want a system where any one of these 10 people can handle this. Redundancy, man. You know, that you got one parts guy and he's out. Yeah, what you, you got, yeah, what, what happens then? What if he gets sick? Yeah. You know, uh, gets hurt. There's a, a million different things. So I, I, I appreciate that feedback, and, and I, I hope I hope it's moving that way yeah. towards serving you guys. That's the point. Yeah. Uh, we don't – the way that it is for me is I really have two jobs. I have to serve my guys. And how many? I, I have eight at, at this point in time. I work for them. Not the other way around. I start, I'm, I'm the facilitator. I'm the operator. I'm the, the one who clears the room for them. Uh, and and then I, my other responsibilities are to, to guard my customers and to serve my customers, to make sure that they are taken care of. And for us, that's two steps. The, the, the customer is, is finning. 
and the customer is who Phoenix sells to. Right. Uh, your your recipe for your success is, is very good, but there's one part of it that that I that I see and I, I saw it in your father the first time I met him, and it's just damn hard work. Yeah. You know, he came to uh, a sales meeting and stood up and. And I, I just, I, I told him that day, I said, um, I need you to send me a lock of your hair because I'm going to clone you. Because <laughs> I need about 50 of you around this country. You know, there was no doubt in my mind when I, when I see him and when I talk to him, he is going to be successful. Yeah. He might not exactly know, he has an idea, he may not know how, but he is uh, deter- strong determination. Strong determination. You're telling me. Yeah. Oh my God! You know, when every now and then we get to work out together, yeah. get up early in the morning, and he will bust my ass, man. Yeah, he, he is a, a strong, physically, mentally, and emotionally a, a strong guy, and the, the the backbone. So when I think about it, there is no way that that Finnick is not going to be successful. Yeah, called me this Christmas, man, out of the blue, and this never happens to me. There's a couple things that never happen to me. Nobody ever buys me dinner. And that's that's like partially my fault, <laughs> and and I, you know, and none of us do a, probably none of us do a good enough job. He called me at Christmas just to say thank you, man. Just say Merry Christmas. Yeah. You have no idea how much that meant yeah. to me. Yeah. Out of all the people that I do business with, he's the one that called me. Man. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's like. Uh, Christmas Eve, and I'm thinking, oh boy, this is gonna be a good one here. Yeah. Something is, because <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. he wouldn't call me, you know. But but that that was such a wonderful blessing, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we had a great year, and um, so I, I just really, uh, I think the world of, of you and your family and the hard work, and I appreciate your business because it feeds my family. But for me, it's more than that. Yeah, I so much appreciate the the relationship, and I so much appreciate the things that that he models for me. Right. You know, the hard work, the determination. Right. Well, you know, it, we're, we're bringing uh, a lot of our shop guys are going to be here today. Awesome. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think there's six guys coming down. I think tonight mom made reservations. I think she had to make it for 16. Yeah. That's how many Fennec teams are going to be here. But what I'm getting at there is is dad's determination and stuff. You'll be able to see a reflection of it in every one of them. Yes. I mean, if you're around the shop yep. and you're there, people know when he's in the room. Yep. You, you can feel it. Oh, yeah. And, and you can feel that push. <laughs> you you yeah. ain't going to be sitting down when he yeah. walks in. Yeah. And if you are, he'll let you know that you're sitting down. Yeah. You know, and and what I'm saying is, you know, he, he's he's the snow plow or the snow. And, yeah. Uh, he, but in a good way. Um, and I, I saw it because I'm telling you, when I was in college, uh, studying animal sciences, right. you know, right, so that I could sell Salford tools someday. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, he started the business when I think I was a sophomore in college. Okay. And at that time, when your dad jumped ship from his job he's had for 25 years, solid ground, and starts a, a, a new deal, there's questions like, is this thing even real? Yeah. Like, like, like what's your dad doing, you yeah. know, peddling? this stuff you know it's just rope cleaners you know yeah and uh but to push through what he had to push through i mean when you're selling stuff that ain't it's sure salford's red but you know what i'm talking about when yeah, I I say red and green yeah you're I do. the underdog every day you are you got it you got to be 110 percent better than the competition 
and to fight through what he did, I mean, heck, $3 corn the whole way. Yes, sir. The whole way. And the world wants to crush you. Right. It does not want you to succeed. Right. And uh, so it, it was interesting. And for me to be able to witness that was pretty cool. And so when I, I got out of college, I, I had a decision to make. You know, what am I going to do for one? And is mm -hmm. this deal real enough for me to jump in? You know, I, I'm fresh out of college. At that time, I had a, a girlfriend who's now my wife. And is this what I'm going to lead her down to? Right. Or is there failure at the end? Right. And uh, so, yeah, it's been fun. I, 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 Of course, when you live in the moment, you don't know what you're seeing right. until you get back. So it, it's fun. I've talked about that a lot in the last couple of days with some podcasts. But, yeah, you're right. Dad's got to push. He does. And, and you know, one of the things that the his, his greatest ace is your mom. Right. His greatest, uh, you know, they, they travel together. They, they truly live their lives together. Right. And, you know, she's huge yeah. in, in all of our lives, but huge in his. And she, you know, she's just such a precious person, you know, that... The, the the family there is is so strong and and I know that just gives him that extra right. spark that yeah. extra right. you know we're all here wishing we were home with our wives yeah. his wife here and they're working together right so mm -hmm. I got a question for you man yeah um, the, and I'll preface it by I, I spent a lot of time working with my dad too yep okay and that was fun, but it had its moments, man. Oh boy! It, it, uh, what's it like for you working working with with your pop? I don't know if we have enough batteries on this thing. Uh, the show the show's over here yeah. at five o'clock. Yeah. Right? Well, I know that's a hard question. I don't want you know. <laughs> well, yeah, that that's a great question, and as you can expect, it, that door can swing both ways. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it it there's there's certainly days where I'm like, man, I. I I really don't want to go to work and, and uh, have to deal with him today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do, man. But, but I then do, it, too. But then at the end of the day, I come home and my boys are saying, let's go to Grandpa's. Let's go to Grandpa's. <laughs> it's like, not today, yeah, buddy. Yeah, I've been with Grandpa all day. <laughs> not today, you know? Yeah. And You uh, have to do it, man. Right. But, you know, it, it's fun. And, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, we we bounce ideas off each other like, like we're playing ping pong. Yeah, you I do. mean, I'll go up to him and say, hey, why don't we do this? And he'll say, what are you thinking? There's no way we'll do it. Oh, okay, I guess that's a bad idea. But, you know, it, it's it's good. I, I can't imagine doing it with anyone else. Right. I mean, he, he's the first one I call when I get that big deal. Right. It, it's like when right. you shoot a deer, you got a guy you call. Yeah. When I land that, when I land a deal, I call that, hey, I sold that south. Yeah. Or, or you know, call him up. Um, so, yeah, it, it's fun don't even think for a second that there aren't times where where we got to right. avoid each other right <laughs> uh, it, there's no question but yeah it it's good and uh, you know the boys want to go over to their house and um, you know you got to be able to turn it off too you do you do and I you do I've, I've struggled with taking the boys over to their house for Christmas whatever and pretty soon I I find myself we're talking about what tool we need to order. Right. That's like, the hard stuff, man. It gets yeah. all into the holidays, and it, it's yeah. it's uh, it's on the top of your mind. Right. And you know you got things you got to work out. Uh, so it, it's 
it's the the hardest and the best job I ever had. Right. And we we do the same thing whenever we go out to dinner with each other. We'll bring our wives and we'll sit there and talk oh, about painful, farm. Isn't it? We'll, we'll talk about paint. We'll we'll talk about farm equipment. They're like, are you guys done talking yet? And it's I, like I live it though. I, we yeah. were we were here we this, this morning at seven thirty. Yeah. And it, it, if I yeah. do it over, I should have came at six thirty. Yeah. Because I, I exactly. love this. I needed show. more time. Right. I yeah. love this show. I love what we do. And. Uh, but yeah, spending spending the time with dad's fun, and it, it's it's going to be like everything. It's something I probably won't see how how good it is until hundred percent, you know, until 100%. you can look back. So that's, that's the sharing with you that you know, my father passed away a few years ago, and I still have moments when I think I need to call my dad. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Right. Well, I don't get to do that anymore. Right. So I have to think about the the memories. Yeah. What would he have done? You know. Right. What would Jesus do? What would dad have done? You know. Right. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it will be that way, and it will be a, like a mosaic of just the whole thing will, will be amazing for, for you guys as a family in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, be interesting, you know. It's interesting getting old, and it's and it's interesting watching your your family get old and the the, the changes that that occur. Um, so it'll 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 be an important part of your life, man. It'll be it'll be huge in your mind and in your heart. Yeah. In, in years to come. Yeah, I, I've really never known anything different. I mean, from the day I got out of college, I started selling equipment, and, and here we are. <laughs> Granted, I talked like that was three decades ago. It wasn't that well, long Well, I'm sure it feels like it. It, it kind of does, but uh, I, there's no way I would change it, and uh, I, I don't see it changing anytime soon. Both of you enjoy selling, don't you? Oh, yeah. What do you like about selling? Well, we, we talk about that a lot. And, and selling isn't really that that shiny thing. Um, it, it's it's the people. Absolutely. It's the people. I, I ran into a guy last night, uh, right when the show was getting ready to end, that I I, I have to admit I, I almost forgot about the guy. Yeah. I've sold some things to him in the past, and the greatest greatest guy in the world. And he came up to me and shook my hand, and I instantly recognized him. I'm like, man, I I almost forgot about you. I didn't tell him that. Right. But I'm like. Oh, thank you for making my day. Reminding me. And uh, it's those people you meet. And for me, I love going to the farm, their farm. I want to see their operation. What do you like about that? Oh, if if I had my choice, starting when when it gets 50 degrees in Ohio, yep. I, I would be on the road visiting farms because no operation is the same. That's so true. It's amazing, isn't it? And, and every operation has got something that they need to change. And that's my job, yes. is to help them find the solution to their problem. And every one of them has a problem. I don't care what equipment they got, they have a problem. And, and it's my job to help I'm fix it. And, and like I said earlier, I'm blessed to talk to hundreds of farmers. And I don't know all the answers. I just know where to find yeah, it. Yeah, you don't need to. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I just need to know what your pain is. Right. Right. Because we're selling solutions. Right. Right. We're not, you know, that that's beautiful, man. Yes. Yeah. Spot on. I love it when a guy calls me. You can hear it in their voice. They've got a problem. They're frustrated. They've already searched the internet and they're just calling us because they found our number. Yep. And they say, mm-hmm. I need this. And I'm like, I can help you with that, and they mm-hmm. about fall over. Yep. Yeah. And and, and it, it's, it, 
I get the shock from guys even today when they call our phone number on Tractor House and they don't get a recording. I answer and I say, Fenny, quit, or hello, this is Adam. They, they're almost startled. They it do. takes they're, them a minute to... Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I need to talk to someone in sales. Yeah, this is Adam. Yeah, how can I, how help, can I you? help you? They're like, you're kidding. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it blows them away. It almost yeah. ruins the conversation mm -hmm. in a way. Yeah. But that's what I love about it. It's the people. Yeah. Helping the people. Yep. And the satisfactory of whenever they call you after your product has worked for them, That's where and they it's at, and they sit you, uh, they sit there and they tell you, they say, you know what, you made me a million dollars this year. You want to know why? Because you told me to buy that thing yep. and it helped. Right. And getting that satisfactory out of them is that means the most to me because, like he said, we're selling solutions. I don't want to just sell them a product. I want to make sure it works. Right. Because I don't want to hear the wrath from it either. Yeah. And once that we can get that satisfactory and we build the relationships that we do, I mean, it's it's substantial what yeah. we can do with each other. That's very cool. I spend a lot of time thinking about this and talking about this and making sure that my guys are thinking about who they are. Yeah. Because the world wants you to think that you're a used car salesman. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. And you need to decide who you are. Yeah. And I am... Nothing wrong with being a used car salesman, but right. it's just the, the stick of a guy that'll just sell you whatever. That's, exactly. That's the, the last thing I want to do. And there's a lot of people that have had to say, you know, th these products are just not right for you. This mm -hmm. is not going to accomplish. Now, God, I will sell it to you. Right. But let's make sure that we have a clear understanding that this is not going to solve your problem. Right. right. It's not going to do it. But to Cody's point, man, when you can sell something righteously. Yeah meeting a need, solving a problem, that's the exciting stuff. Yep. That, that makes you valuable. And when you're selling like that, you're, you're, you're running the top floor. You're not, yep. you're not scraping the bottom. So, exactly. you know, sales is a, 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 a righteous way to make a living. Mm -hmm. yeah. And anything can be done improperly. And, you know, sales has a, it's, it just has an interesting connotation to people and I, I tell my guys you know do, do you how do you view yourself it's very important because you can't project an image that you don't believe exactly. right. somewhere between the master of all space and time and an idiot somewhere in there is, is where you are and work work to sell solutions and, and work to view yourself and do valuable things for people and if you can't go do something else yep if you right. find yourself in a place where you're like for me I don't think I could ever sell envelopes commodities you know I just can't yeah I can put some value on that but the only value is a steak dinner or some other ancillary doesn't really right thank God we're all made different because somebody's got to sell the envelopes right exactly but it, it just doesn't need to be me I'm yeah. not going to be good at that and nor will it be any any of you right it's solutions man yeah yeah because yeah, you know we're just little fish in a big sea and if you just look around at the farm show today you know how many choices do these guys have today? Oh Lord! And oh Lord! And and for them to pick you as the choice, you sell it to them, successfully put that product to work on their farm, and then they tell you that they they love the product. Greatest man. thing in the world, man. Man, that puts value in your life, right? It it, it tells me I'm doing valuable right. work, right. right? And that I you know I'm I'm doing the good things for people. Right. I love that. And that's what we got out of the guy that bought the first one. Right. Yeah. That's Since, so true. Yeah, he said it's so the best true. tool I ever bought. Yeah. Best yeah. tool I ever bought, and that that meant the later. world to Gary. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it, and it should, man, yeah. and it should, and, and we've got to 
continue to build tools like that at South. Absolutely. We cannot rest for a moment. Yeah. We, we've got to continue to. Salford, I don't, I don't believe Salford is ever going to build the cheap thing. You know, a lot of people tell you, well, if you had a spreader that, you know, was $10,000 and blah, 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 and I, and I love this tool, but I, I'm, I'm never going to advocate that as a product management strategy. Let's, let's, you know, you call it low-hanging fruit, you can call it whatever you want. I call it junk. Right. And I don't, I don't want to be in that, in right. that world. Absolutely. So uh, I think that, and the, the brands that Salford brought together, their cultures were different except for that one thing, mm-hmm. that they all quality uh, of product was was very important to them yeah. and you know the, and they and, and Salford as a company has improved every brand they have bought significantly yes. in in all ways yes. fit and finish marketing representation you, you name it they, they have done a, a, a phenomenal job of bringing companies like the one I work for into the fold slowly Salfordizing them and bringing the quality up, we've got a long way to go to. Right. You know, and one of the things I, I, I realized in, in life is there's no destination. It's just the journey, man. Right. You know, I always thought I would get somewhere. I'm not getting anywhere, man. I'm not getting out alive. Right. I'm just going. Right. I'm going, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I don't think that we will ever compromise and build cheap things. Right. And that, that's one of my favorite things about about Salford. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's good because a lot of people know Salford as the high quality one. Yeah. And uh, us being one of them. Mm-hmm. So be careful. You know, have to be care- we all have to be careful about the temptation. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, exactly. something that somebody wants to buy doesn't necessarily mean I want to sell it. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's interesting, man. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, you with with your BBI background, why don't we uh, talk about the BBIs specifically? Okay. You know, obviously, more than anyone on the BBIs. What, what, you know, how many spreaders are at this show? In in terms of, of com- competition, this uh, this is a choked up market. I mean, I mean, we're we're obviously this is incorrect, but we're dumping product out the back of a hopper on some spinny things yep. that are hydraulically driven. Yeah. Why in the world do I need the Liberty or the Magnus? Oh yeah, these are great questions, man, and and that. To, I, I, I suspect there's between eight and ten spreader manufacturers here. Uh, there's a, a couple of manufacturers here who who still use some. The answer to your question is the pattern. There are many, many other reasons, quality reasons. I could take you from front to back on any model and show you 50 different small things, uh, tie downs. Uh, bolt down hopper all these little little details so that's part of it but at the end of the day the most important thing that a broadcast applicator does is broadcast well it doesn't really matter what it looks like if it looked like the space shuttle if it did a good job so we one of the things that that we have always done is focus on our pattern lots of small details our chains are better our hitches are better our frames on our pull types are larger. There's uh, more cross members on our hopper. I can go on and on about little things, but they don't do anything to make the fertilizer fly better. They just make a better product. So separate it into two pieces. I see. Uh, all the little product features, all the little things, but then what are we doing for a pattern? And Salford 
BBI spreaders I would put up against anybody's machine in the world in terms of pattern. Ease of pattern and the ability to pattern. The ability to throw a swath and drive on that interval. For example, if, if we're throwing 80 feet, I'm driving on 80 feet. I'm not driving on 60. That's the greatest competitive advantage that we have, Adam, is that if you ask people, they will say, well, I'm, I'm, I throw 80, but I have to drive on 60 to get, well, that's simple math, man. You know, you're somewhere 40% more efficient. And then you look at the technology we've been able to develop, 120 feet, 36 meter swath. We've sold bukus of those machines, and there's still people that will walk in here and say, I can't even believe, I can't even get my brain around it. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you can get your brain around it, man, I can show it to you, you know? Right. The, the efficiency of that swath is, I, I try to keep my mind there and learning the efficiencies of size, uh, of, of scale, of what fits what form. Um, so to me, it's, it's pattern, brother. And it's in our endurance, it's in our organic line, it's in our mag spread. Uh, it's focusing on that. And really, back in the day, uh, myself and uh, a guy named Steve Owenby, he would just bend up a bunch of different fins, funky fins in the winter, and just different ideas, and we'd just go out and try them. Really? Yeah. And, you know, people want to point to the thing that makes it do this. I really can't because it's about eight different things. You know, our the, the MagnaSpread system is like six different geometry changes. To, to But all it is is a, a couple of rednecks bending metal, trying ideas. Right. Uh, you know, we put fins on backwards. We C-shaped fins. Uh, you know, nothing was too, was too crazy. So that... That's the pattern, brother, the pattern. Isn't the that the background of every product, though, a couple of rednecks bending Oh, down? I think so. <laughs> oh, I think so. It, from a farm pers perspective, absolutely, man. I think we could go to John Deere, and if we dug deep enough, that's you probably can. about where it started. It was. <laughs> it, it was. It was a one guy. Uh, the, the brand um, has really done, done well, and, and I've had such good... I've got to sell good products because I got good, good people right. that gave me products to, to sell, and um, so yeah, out of all those manufacturers, uh, it was back, back to selling. The, the real magic there is finding out of all that stuff. You know, I can show up and throw up, but what matters to you as a customer? If your if your experience has been about suspensions, then we need to spend our time talking about suspensions because that's where. That's where you got the burn or, yeah. or whatever What's different about mine. Uh, out of those 50 features, there's one that matters to you. Can I figure it out? Yeah. Can I interrogate you well enough to understand what's going to matter to you and present it to you? Right. Uh, and back to the early comment you made, most of those innovations were, uh, were taught to us by farmers. Yeah. But, you know, I had a couple of cross members crack out. If you guys would add three or four more cross members, the rigidity, look at it, it's six bucks. Yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. So those features really were brought about by a customer and some pain too. Yeah. You know, not everything that you, you do is, is perfect and you learn and right. you, you change. Right. Uh, if, if you've made a decision, uh, you can unmake a decision. Yeah. For the most part. For, for us, I had never known a BBI spreader until, shoot, I don't know. You know, I, I looked at my first one maybe four years ago, 
and I thought, uh, I, I don't know about all this. And, and anyways, yeah. what I'm getting at, in the last six months, I have learned more about spreaders than I had in, in the prior year. And sure, I've been to some really good trainings and all that, but what I learned was through selling. You know, yeah. guys would call, and I quit passing off the, the leads, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna learn it myself. And he said, well, what's the difference between a Liberty and a Magnus spreader? I'm like, well, Liberty's spelled with six letters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one's big, one's small. But no, you just dig into it and you learn. Mm -hmm. and, but talking to these customers, um, you know, they have choices like we They talk. do. And, and I've sold a lot of spreaders recently, and, and they're drawn to the pattern. They're they look at the spreader and they say, wow, that's a nice spreader. You know, whether or not they really know exactly what makes it a nice spreader. Um, but man, BBI is a sweet product, and I've told Dad this several times in the last two months. We're gonna do with BBI what we've already done with that. 100%, 100%. And I, I, I've told Dad, hang on, because we're getting ready to do that. Well, and I, and I know you will, and I know that you have the right the right product. Truth is, uh, Adam and Cody, that most people that sell don't really know their products. Right. It doesn't take that much to be above average. Right. If you know your products inside and out, you'll you'll win the vast majority right. of sales opportunities, man. Right. You know what they do, and it just takes time, doesn't it? Yep. And experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To really get through it and. To, to learn that's that's really cool and I know that you guys are gonna do great things with it and you will the thing that you will do is you will become the authority yep. on it yeah you know um, yeah when, the when expert a, when a guy can come to you and say Adam I need a uh, I need a true brother and when I can interrogate the guy yeah. and I can look him in the eye and confidently say no you don't no what makes you think you want a trooper right what you need a liberty yeah and, and they said well what do you mean I, I did my research I think I need a trooper and I said well I, I agree with you sir but I've sold some troopers to some guys that actually maybe need the liberty and when you can confidently steer them in that direction absolutely man it, absolutely it's you win you win just about just about every time I mean we have a, a sales process that I, to me is very important in our in this trade show booth is that the first question we get asked is how much is that right well do you know what it is I mean we don't we don't take that bait right it's 10 15 minutes before we get there yeah. if we get there at all right you know it's not just you know interrogate the generalities right. you think about a good Christmas present the three of us have three completely different ideas about what that is yeah. but we think we're talking about the same thing and we're not we're not, you know, the generalities, man. You got to dig into them, and that's that's been part of the success of that brand is truly trying to understand, you know, not just show up, throw up, but try to understand what you're trying to accomplish. My favorite uh, saying for my for my guys is uh, prescription without consultation is malpractice. Yes. What do you want to engage in? So do the job, do, do that part of the job, the, the hard part. You know, if guy wants to write you a check, it's easy to, I want to take that check, you know, I want to, but until we know that we're, we're, we're delivering the right medicine, we should never take that check. You, you are the, the sales 
territory guy for the United States. Yes. You oversee eight guys yes. in sales. That's a lot. What makes you a good fit for that? And what, mm. what pain points do you have in doing that? I think... I know what makes you good for it, but I, I want to hear your I, You know, one of my favorite topics is leadership. Yeah. And it's because I don't... I've never felt like I was a very good leader, but I felt like it was the all problems are leadership problems. And so I study leadership hard from a lot of perspectives. Um, and, and I love things like extreme ownership, Jocko Willick yeah. is, you know, that, yeah. that, that, that stuff really speaks to me. Kind of a soft-hearted guy. You know, I'm not, I, I, can, I can be tough. But it's not really my nature. My yeah. nature is to, to help my guys. And I think that because I had the experience of building this business and learning leadership and learning sales and forming my own, I have a pretty good platform to help them out. You know, I've done their job. Yeah. I've done their job in a different way. I've gone into states in this country that had no idea who BBI was and, yeah. and built a a book of business that allowed me to hire a guy in. I built six different territories around the country like that. And it was an amazing experience. I think those things, Adam, really set me in line to, to be able to, to, to serve my guys and, and do a good job for them. And I'm constantly having to relearn my job. I'm, I'm constantly looking at my process. Uh, I'm, I'm at a place now where a lot of my my Organizational processes that I have are not really working very well for me. The volume of stuff that I'm handling, so I got to retool, man. Yeah. I got to relearn. I got to, I got to seek, uh, and I, I never, I've never been afraid to steal a good idea. Yeah. Most of what I know, I'm modeling. I'm not breaking trail. Yeah. I'm in somebody else's trail, you know, and. That's a, be humble. So I guess my answer is I really don't know what makes me, Yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I, I love your enthusiasm, your leadership, and, and you look at things from a little bit of a broader view, in my opinion. And I think that's what you need to lead guys who have boots mm. on the ground on them. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you uh, have experience and, and knowledge of the product that's unmatched. Mm -hmm. We can talk to a lot of sales leaders, in my opinion, that sure they know some tactics and some stuff but when you can talk product too it's game over yeah i'm i'm big about that there's a lot of situations and, and we've had a couple where it was advocated that what we what we need is just a, a guy who's who's been a, a, a successful sales manager somewhere it doesn't matter what he was managing i don't think that's true no i don't think that's true i don't no. think you can bring a guy and maybe you can but on balance you, that's not a good recipe because right. he can't help you in the space that uh, that's most important, and I tell you, I read I read a book uh, last month uh, called "The Men, The Mission, and Me." A guy named Peter Blader, who's a Green Beret, amazing book. But and he has five lessons in that book. But the one thing that I really took away from it is listen to the guy on the ground. Yes. Listen to the guy on the ground and form your you know make that the top piece of intel. Make that the the thing that, and I think I've kind of always done that, but it really woke me up to the fact that that is really important, man. Right. My, my guys are, you know, they're head down. 
Right. What are they seeing? What, what do they need? You know, it's it's easy to to push things out. Yeah. You know, everybody got to get this spreadsheet done, and you know, uh, oh man, what I, I I sometimes have tasks that I, I will do that should be pushed out to them, but I'll get them on the phone because I know they're driving for four hours. Right. And I'm sitting still, so I'll fill this thing out. You just talk. You just let me know. Um, still learning. Still evolving. Salford, of course, has grown exponentially with, with the acquisition of, of the other companies. What's next? Mm. You know, I, I think I think that's that growth model still exists. Uh, I think I think Salford's uh, as a company is is always looking for that next opportunity. My straight answer is I'm not real sure what is what is yeah. next. You know, uh, I, I wish I did know. I guess at this point in in my life professionally, I feel like I have less of a grip of that than I've ever had. Right. Or maybe it was an illusion that I had it back then. Right. Right. But I, you know, we will continue to bend up metal in the winter <laughs> and go out in the field and bust it and try to break it you know yeah. there's there's still places for us to go in tillage there there's a lot of room for us in, in application yeah. uh, you know the application at the farm gate uh, it still is a huge untapped business there's there's so much growth that can be done there we've got to continue to innovate uh, people are are going to demand lower more accurate rates higher more accurate rates different products you know I, I thought that there would be a time when I would have had that every single product that mankind could spread I had been asked about but every year there's somebody that calls me and says hey man I got uh, bug exoskeletons from China and I want and I want to spread them right honestly man and I'm like oh wow how do we do that yeah I, I don't know send me a bag of it right and <laughs> we'll weigh it and uh, it's uh, Flexibility, accuracy. Uh, what do you think about scale? Do you, you know, the scale of things? Have they reached as big as they're going to be in terms of tools and? They always want bigger. Yeah. You, you know, today yeah. we're looking at a 16-foot magnet spread. Well, you've got the 20 too, yeah. I guess. But oh, you could always go bigger. Always. Yeah, and and of course, as you go bigger. There are, you do weed out some farmers, but there's always going to be those guys that a 50 foot tillage tool isn't big enough. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but then you look at some of these electric tractors and things kind of start to shrink. It's like, you know, an electric tractor only has X horsepower and if, if you don't have to drive it, why would you buy a 50 foot tool? Right? Why right. not just buy a 30 foot tool and, and have it run all night while you sleep? Yeah. So there is that factor that, used to be in my opinion an illegitimate factor but in 2022 being that you can drive a car without actually driving it electrically yep. i don't i think it's a legitimate argument it, it is um but man they always want bigger yeah i mean yesterday we got a tank in our booth it's 1600 gallon yesterday <laughs> a guy comes up i'd buy this today if it was 2000 oh man <laughs> you know and so we left the 1200 gallon one at home yeah because we thought the 16 was big enough so oh that's interesting man uh you know everything weighs more and then you talk compaction and 
it, more money and and I don't know. I, I think we're at a great place because it offers things for the big guys and things for the small, but I think so, the, the market for the real, real, real big stuff is awfully small. It, it is, man. I, you know? I agree with that. I agree with that. And it's uh, and it's funny when you th – there, there are scales that, you know, when you go from, say, 25 to 50 feet, it's not just too, simple two times the money. Right. It's three, four, five times the money. Right. Because this has got to handle forces that are, are incredible, you know. It's just going to be um, interesting to see who can who can innovate yeah. and who can bring the, you know, who's skating where the puck is best, right. you know. And hopefully it's us, you know. Uh, you know pray and work work toward that end. Uh, but it's just it's exciting times, man. As we all get, you know, really get back to work. Uh, in, in the farm business, it's funny, man. We we've been working, right? Right. It's not a you know we just sit at home. Yeah. We got out and got with it, so it's a little bit different right. for us. Yeah. Just the rest of the world kind of wakes up. We've just uh, been working. We have we the have, whole time. Yeah. Have not slowed down. Um, you know, with with Salford, um, we get comments from guys all the time on on their. Um, their quality and everything but what how do you feel about Salford not being in a lot of mainstream dealerships you know sometimes the product may be hard to find and, and for me as a dealer that's a good thing yep because in Ohio I can guarantee you they can find them at my place yep but what do you think about their their model of uh, of dealers well, that that's a, a been an amazing thing to watch, you know, because that landscape has has changed dramatically. the The number of stores hasn't really changed, but the number of companies has, I don't know, man, maybe just 20, 25 percent of what it was. Right. Uh, and, and what's been kind of interesting about that is is watching the the big dealer groups. They, they operate in some different ways out. And you'll find really a couple of different models. You'll find a very uh, uh, authoritarian, micromanaged model uh, that, that stays on the rails. And then you'll find a decentralized command component where the individual stores, there may be 50 stores, but the individual stores kind of have levity to make their own choices. It's certainly changed the landscape. And it's certainly changed the, the thing that uh, that you do is change your distribution and the, there is huge value uh, in our products being at a company like Fennec. We, we The focus that we get there we, we, we probably would not get in a lot of other places. Um, we have some some big partnerships that are successful and some big partnerships that really bear no fruit. Right. Um, so it varies a lot. It's not like, it, and I I set out I've set out a couple of times to like write the prescription for a dealer so I would know what to look for, and you just can't. They they vary so much. You have to take the market and the potential and this guy's potential. Um, I think in a lot of ways, a lot of what we manufacture uh, 
is going to fit better in a, a smaller, more flexible, focused shop. Um, and some things that, that we're doing are, are aimed toward you know, the, the bigger market. Uh, Adam, I just want it all. Yeah. I want 100% of everything. Right. So, uh, and you know, you can't get that, but uh, it's, it's, a, it's a worthy goal. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a mix right now, and it's an interesting time in, in distribution. In a lot of ways, you know, um, there, would be, there would be places where we would probably not be represented. Right. You know, if, if, there, if there wasn't a variety of, of companies. Yeah. And, and frankly, you both know this, our products take focus. Yeah. It's not, it's not for the, the weak knee sales guy, Mr. Price Man. He right. is never going to be successful yeah. with Southford products. Right. It takes training, knowledge, and focus because they're not like other things. They right. have features and benefits that have to be sold. Yeah. And as long as that's true, we will have to have distribution points that, are, that play the game that way. Right. And that varies a lot in farm equipment dealerships. Yeah. Yeah, there's all shapes and sizes and buyouts and yep. Um, you know, I, I you know I say it all the time, but Salford is our John Deere combine. You yeah, know, it's our number one. Absolutely. You know, we we uh, it, it's interesting though too. It's also a niche product in a way. It is. You know, it is it, a lot it's of it not is for everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, so it it's. It's different for us, but I can tell you, it, it's the flag we fly high. Yes, and it, we definitely it's, do. Uh, it, it's fun to to have a product like that and a backing and a support. Well, you know, like like I told you, man, you send me a lock of your dad's hair, and I'll make a few more of him, and yeah. we'll get this thing going, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll clone him up one time and yeah. uh, spread him out around the country and see what happens, man. Uh -huh. It'll yeah. be dynamic yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's an important part of. You guys are a very important part of our business and a very important relationship, both personally and professionally, for us. Well, we appreciate that. Um, you know, right now, time frames with Salford are, are, you know, of course, they stretch out during the busy time. Um, are you guys looking to, to cut that down, or, or is that something that you almost like because you don't want... You know, you don't want to overscale your production. Right. What, what's that like? Wow, that, that's... A, that's a little bit out of my league, but I can share with you my opinion and a, and a quick piece of experience. One of the greatest things, you know, at the time you, you don't you don't know what what is and what isn't until you live through it. Uh, one of the things that grew that spreader business the most was having long lead times at certain parts of the year. Yep. Gave me because what we needed was to flatten production out. Yep. So I said, Richard, let's just let it let's just let it soar. And then this summer, I'm going to go out and start preaching to the choir. You see, the problem is that you can't call me on January 1st and get one. I'm never going to create a situation where you can. Yeah. If I have, then they need to fire me and find somebody else. Right. We're supposed to be booked up. Right. Therefore, what you should do is order some product. Right. Like your dad does. Right. He orders truckloads of stuff in off times. and. You know, part of the, the, the legacy of, of Finnig is is intelligence, knowledge, and inventory. Yeah. You know? Inventory's so right there. That, that, what I'm getting at is those lead times help me to sell preparation. So that's, that's, that's kind of important. Yeah. And if we don't have a lead time, I'm going to work to make us have a lead time. Right. And it also, you know, 
farm manufacturing, getting a, getting a plant to be able to operate at the same level 12 months out of the year is, a, is actually a very, very, very big deal. You know, when I first started, we would have to lay off half of our force in the summer months. And I remember sitting in the office and picking up the phone just to see if we still had a dial tone. It's been five days since I talked to anybody. So, you know, from, from the inside looking out, um, I love lead times, but I don't want them to get, you know, I don't want them to get crazy, you know, 52 weeks. Yeah, something yeah. silly like that, man. Um, so yeah, I've, I've used them as a as a positive sales tool, and the network's better for it. If that yeah. makes any sense from yeah. my perspective. For you, it's a different side of the fence. You you look from. Well, for, it's a double-edged sword for us. The the lead times help us, like you yeah. said. When when you're carrying inventory, yeah. and you've got a 20 week lead time on that product, here it is, boys. Yep. The first one to it wins. Yeah, you know. The only game in town. Right, so the inventory is king for us, and lead times they do help us. And you're right, it does sell uh, preparation. Yeah, and, and that's a good explanation for it. And uh, yeah, it, it's great to be to be uh, full. Yeah, yeah, it, it it is it is fantastic having lived through uh, some serious not full times. Right. You know, it. Th- this is the pain I would rather have. Right. Yes, you can either be full or you can be slow. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and you know, and, it, and it's a it's a it's a challenge right now. Uh, labor's tight, materials are tight, um, so it, it's 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 a challenge to keep the right talent, you know, in in place to to keep those lead times down from a manufacturing point um, and to push them up as a sales guy. It's kind of like we're it's a, a little tug of war between us, and you know, and I, and I tell my guys, I used to spend a lot of time worrying about other people's business, going back in the plant, and blah 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 blah. I don't. Y'all handle that. I'm gonna fill this plant up, and I don't want to hear no griping because you ain't gonna hear no griping out of me. Yeah. I'm gonna do my job, give me good product, and I, I, I stay. I stay out of their. I stay out of their space, you know, and and I demand that they stay out of my yeah. space and we're, we're healthier for that oh yeah one last thing i want to touch on um, at, at the end of the day uh you're going to leave here maybe a little bit early and fire up a grill from what i'm told indeed i am but let's talk about what in the heck you're doing oh yeah and, that's and a... then and then you touched on a boat but didn't you end up fixing up a boat at some point yes and, and a boat hits water and a fishing pole is in the hand we, yes. we got to touch on that about lead. All right. Um, let's let's talk about uh, what I do for, I don't know, for probably 15 years. I guess it was probably five or six that I didn't. But basically, I feed all my guys every evening. And I, I, I try to find, for example, I had a five-pound piece of tuna. Beautiful piece of fish that we sliced up. I brought six pounds of fresh shrimp from my part of the world. Um, I went and found some good steaks. So uh, I plan out my meals. I have a giant cutting board. I have uh, a, a basket full of knives and everything that I need. And for the most part, when I travel, I eat like that too. I'm pretty particular about what I put in my body. I try to be. So I cook for them. Um, tonight we're doing shrimp uh, kebabs. 
some mushrooms and some bell pepper and some onion and just simple butter and garlic based and just eat as much shrimp as, as we can as we can get um, I live down on the Georgia coast in a town called Darien uh, I have been traveling down there it was about six hours from where where I raised my, my family I've been going down there fishing for a long time and uh, one day I don't know, four years ago, my wife came home. She said, what are we waiting for? I said, what are you talking about? Said, let's go. Let's get out of Atlanta. Let's go get on the coast. So, yeah, we moved to the coast. Uh, we bought a 29-foot well-craft, small express boat, cabin, kitchen, all that stuff. And it was, it was, a, it was really a piece of junk. And we spent, we spent two years, uh, you know, it, and, and you learn, man. I'm dumb as a rock, so I made a lot of mistakes. But you learn and uh, and put that boat together, and it's it's fantastic. Uh, we uh, it is four blocks south of my house in the water, uh, so we we enjoy that a lot. Uh, I love the fish, uh, and my wife loves to sit in the sun. So that's what that's what that's what we do so I did end up owning uh, the boat that I had dreamed about I was able to pay for my children's college so you know it all comes full circle it's like you know waiting waiting for the right time I'm not a wise person I'm, I'm prone to uh, make some bad financial decisions as you can obviously tell from our conversation but that has uh, the, the patience and the, and the mentoring. I can't say enough about that. So yeah, I love to cook for my guys, um, and I and I try to do it every year. Uh, we'll have between six and ten people at dinner every night, nice. and nobody has to drive. Nobody has to wait on a table. Nobody has to wait on a drink. It's it's, it's all it's all there. So that's some. I appreciate that, man. That's some. That's awesome. My, my personal fun. I heard about that, and I was like, wow, that is cool. <laughs> Cool. Been doing that a long time, um, and it, and it's uh, you know, and I pretty much feed them the same thing every year, Adam. So it's, uh, a year, so they forget, you know, whether it was good or bad or whatever. Right. Uh, just try to keep it simple, and have fun. So that's a you you got to do things, you know. If if you travel and you sell, you got to do things out of the ordinary. If you get close to the world's largest ball of string, go see it. Right. You know, take that, take advantage of that. You know, um, for years for me, Adam, it was I had my favorite restaurants. Then I got fat. <laughs> Seriously, man, got like 250, and I'm like, okay, th this is not, you know, 30 year old Lee. That was fine, but 50 year old Lee's gonna blow up and diabetes out of here if he keeps this up. So that's that was my my food revelation, man. Okay, awesome. Well, I think that's all I've got. No, I, I appreciate your time. Oh, so much, man. Yeah, it's I told an honor. Cody on our way over, I said, this was going to be fun. Oh, oh yeah, man. This is going to be fun. It's quite an honor. You're, you're a couple of fantastic young men. I look forward to some great things. And I'm, I'm really honored that you would come talk to me, man. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. It was great. I, you know, Cody and I were lining up. I was like, we got to talk to Lee. Because <laughs> he will talk. Well, well, you talk about the people that you only see once a year. It's actually, I think, twice for you. Yep. Uh, yeah. Farm Science Review and, and Louisville Show. That's right. So, um, I appreciate you coming on. Great content, and uh, we'll, we'll have you on here again. That's yeah. for sure. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we're going to get back to the show, guys. Sounds like the crowd's coming in. 
it's time to show them some product. Yeah, time to sell. Yeah. All right. Thanks for See tuning you. in, guys. Yep. We'll see you guys.